Welcome everyone to another episode of ISPM Talks. I am your host, Marcela Hoffman-Morel. So, it has been a while. ISPM Talks was put on hold due to complete lack of time. As a teacher at ISPM, things get busier sometimes, or most of the times actually. And at the beginning of the academic year, in September 2022, more than 100 students joined the first years. In addition, I myself was taking part at a course who took a lot of time, but offered me a great deal of learning. This episode today is with interviews recorded in May last year. Shocking, I know. But finally, I made it. And just in time, since the topic is internships. We have just entered the second semester of the academic year. That's when our third-year students embark on their final mission, internship and thesis. And in the last three months of the year, so quarter four, our second-year students go on their first internship as part of their ISPM journey. So listening to previous experiences is always great. This episode, I share with you conversations I had with two ISPM alumna, Joe Weisen, who recently graduated with us and at the time of this interview was doing her internship at ASICS and Daria Samska, who graduated in 2021 and now owns her own company. Joe, a former professional tennis player from Luxembourg, was one of our cum laude students last year, which means she graduated with distinction. Now she's taking her master's in Italy in sport and lifestyle at Rome Business School. And originally from Latvia, Daria already had experience in the fitness industry as a personal trainer before she joined us, but she wanted more. And with the management learning she got at ISPM, she started SPACS, which offers management consulting for businesses operating in the fitness industry. This episode will be intertwined with content from them both with Joe sharing her experiences as intern during her second and third years at ISPM, and Daria as well, but also in the capacity of intern's supervisor now, as her company has already selected ISPM students to get their hands-on learning. So, let's begin with Daria going from student to internship supervisor. I very much um could use some help because I was drowning in work uh, all by myself um, and I think I can actually create some some interesting learning experience um, from from the projects that I have you know because there's actually options um, so they said green light go ahead uh, and uh, I did a presentation and uh, 10 minutes after the presentation I got three e emails coming in oh nice so I thought, all right, that was pretty quick. And um, I went talking to people and uh, decided to stick with uh, Ivan. And um, so what I did or what we did, uh, we, we got in, in touch first, uh, agreed on when the internship is going to start. Um, for me, it was really interesting of um, his motivation because I really wanted somebody who is very proactive and not per se that they want to be entrepreneur, but that. Um, more that they have an understanding or which direction they want to go, what they want to do. So he really showed that. Uh, he was very honest. That's what I also very liked in the interview. So in case you will be doing the interviews uh, the, the following year, be honest, be prepared, know what you want, 
ask for it. Don't only answer the questions, but ask for what you want, uh, because it right away shows um, the ability to to have something done. You know, um, so so be bold. Don't be afraid. To be bold. So Daya King, as a guest speaker during our ISPM Week Start, and Ivan was able to get the position. He paid attention to her talk and connected with her after. I have a few other examples of students that not only paid attention to our guest speakers, but went beyond that. While I was teaching the group where Joe was a student in the subject of PR in sports, I welcomed Caroline Fisher, aka Fish, to talk about her work in the comms team of ASICS. Take it from there, Joe. Um, and then they reached out to Fish and Emma if they know anyone. And Emma said, well, I know Joe from ISPM. She's a tennis player. She would fit perfectly the criteria. Fish also mentioned my name because she talked to me via the guest speaking lecture, exactly what you said. So, yeah, they ended up reaching out to me, which I was very impressed about because, I mean, who can say that ASICS uh, reached out to you because they want you to do an internship with them. And then everything went uh, pretty quickly after that. So I just had to send in my uh, CV. They had a look at that. I had an interview with Lenz, who is now my supervisor, um, talking about what, what they want, but also me talking about what I want. Daria, while reminiscing her internships experiences at ISPM, and with the unlock element of the beginning of COVID, mentioned that the lack of supervision is something interns do eventually miss. Um, so I literally did the internship at my uh, um, job at that moment. Yeah. It was not ideal, but we were all limited with COVID. So yeah. Uh, and what I did was because we were on lockdown, because we were not able to give uh, physical classes, because we had to monetize whatever we had and create a new product, and there was zero digital product, and there was zero cash flow. Um, then I decided, all right, let me let me try and make the first digital product. So I actually created a platform, a separate platform, which is very not common because it's very expensive, actually. Mm. Um, created a platform um, for both the use of the mem for for the members, so they keep paying the memberships, but but now everything is through the platform and also to be sold externally. Um, if I, if I have to be honest with you, the idea of such totally failed and did not make any money whatsoever, but it was a good attempt to at least retain some loyalty of the members and it was a really good experience. I uh, was sometimes a little lonely there because again, it was a small team. I did not have like uh, much of, uh, yeah, I don't want to say much of guidance because nobody knew what they were doing, right? Mm -hmm. So how can you give guidance if you don't know? But um, that was that was my experience with the second year internship, and um, well, I certainly I certainly am happy um, with the fact that I just did it because second year internship, in my opinion, is also just about some sort of proactivity and some attempts, and it's okay if you fail and if the product is not great or. Uh, but it's it's a good starting point, and I think for me it made um, 
I clarified a lot of things generally where I want to be moving as a professional and gave me also a lot of confidence in thinking, okay, it's a precedent case. It's a pandemic. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody's making any money. And now here I come and, and make something and maybe it fails, but at least I'm capable of doing something, you know, and I learn and I do it better next time. So for her, giving guidance was very important. And um, I wanted to give him the freedom to choose what he wants to do because of course I just wanted to load um, administration on him and mm -hmm. stuff that I thought he could uh, deal with and just you know free up my space but I was like no he needs to learn he needs to decide what he wants to do so first week I just um, took him through my week I just took him through everything. And also when I had to be teaching, I was like, okay, he <laughs> can watch, you know? <laughs> and, um, uh, so I took him through and the, after I think two days, he already came to me saying, you know what? I think I know what I want to do. And I thought, great. I think we, we really like, we, we really had a good match. So he had basically three options. He had an option to write something or create uh, more like a financial overview, financial uh, analysis for the tennis club, for the gym, which obviously he didn't want to do. I mean, it's also a very, very responsible task, right? Yeah. It's also, it's just not like the Dutch say gezellig, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> numbers so so i said that's fine um then i told him all right you can also help me uh, work on the blueprint and and the offer for specs and uh, keep improving the website you know um just focus on the the offer from specs uh and that was not exactly sitting with him so much and he came to me and he was like you know what i want to create an event um for the the wolf gym uh to um, sort of um, to focus on on the um, uh, retaining the the members and creating better brand loyalty. And I said, this is great. I wouldn't have had time to do this this summer anyways. It was not in the books anyways, but I thought it was a great opportunity for him to do something himself. And he said, I'm ready to also, you know, do inventories and mop floors and do whatever you need for spags, but I want to do this. And I was like, that's great, you know, do it. And uh, if you have some time and you help me with something for spags, then, then you help me. And in the end, he's, he's also working now, he's working on the event. He has been joining with me for the sessions, uh, mm -hmm. like the mentoring sessions that I have. So working on the sales scripts and protocols and house rules. One thing that is important for students looking for their first experience, such as our second year students, is to not really aim for the big organizations out there. Of course, if you have a chance, then take it. However, there is an important learning you can get by going to smaller businesses. If I can be brutally honest, don't even attempt big organization, especially retail, especially sports retail, because you're just not going to get any of it. They, the HR and the big organizations only consider at least a six-month internships, mm. three six-month internships. It's, it's close to impossible. Um, bigger organizations, like I think maybe national sport organizations like... Um, yeah, football federation or tennis kind of Tebe in the Netherlands. That could be a really nice option as well. They they sometimes are willing to take a shorter period of time, and those organizations are still relatively small. Mm -hmm. If it's hundred employees, it's still relatively small. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't expect that 
the people there, that the supervisor that you will have there at the internship, that they will have time for the students. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Because um, right now during the fifth week, I'm, I'm also finding it pretty hard you know, to, to have that time for Ivan to actually sit down with him and, and give him enough attention and let him work independently while still doing my regular uh, job, you know, so I still find it pretty difficult, but I know how it is. And uh, I mean, it's easier for me to get him involved because it's just me and him and clients. Um, But anything that is bigger than this, um, from from my own experience, from the other ISPMers from my year, uh, I've heard that a lot of times it's pretty, pretty sad experience because you're just left there on your own with some quite an important assignment that is not being used anywhere afterwards and if you want to bring value really think uh where you're applying for and best somewhere in your circle you know like if you play soccer do it at the local club do it somewhere where you can actually leave some impact where where you can actually change something and don't don't go for the names for the big name And Joe's experience in her second year internship is a great illustration of what Daria just said. Yeah, so my first internship was with the Gladiators Trier, which was a German professional basketball club in the second Bundesliga. And obviously I had a bit of, I was a bit unlucky with the timing of the internship because it was uh, COVID and it was actually hard to find an internship where you could go to the office or who could give you an answer of yes we totally take you even though we don't know what the situation brings so when I was looking for an internship the second year I really wanted to find something where I could go to the office so for me that was really important to have that on hands experience rather than sitting at home and doing internship virtually so that was really important for me and that was also how I was searching for my internship so I was maybe not searching for the the bigger ones that I first wanted or the ones that were far away from my home country but more on the, the smaller scale where I knew that people are needed and the the offer is not as big anymore due to COVID so then I literally checked a bit I was checking with some uh, tennis academies but I wanted to be within the area of a sports uh, club and on the professional level like I knew that I wanted to be in the professional level because I wanted to see how like a club is around and how the whole management of the club functions and then I had the chance that I knew someone who knew the manager of Trier so uh, the the basketball club and yeah I literally just asked for his phone number and then reached out over quick uh, whatsapp very professional whatsapp I have to say I made it very professional and asked for an email address so that I could send more of my information through email and then I literally just explained what I'm searching for Um, So I explained that obviously I need an internship of 10 weeks, what I'm mostly interested in. So I asked for more of the communication and PR side, but also marketing, um, as I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I just gave them like a broad description of what I would like to do, but I would be open for for any suggestions or offers that that came from their side. Um, And I actually was lucky that they invited me to, to the office in Germany even though the restrictions were very heavy still. Um, But due to the fact that they were such a small professional club, they were really in need of people. And they were really in need of people that would work from the office. Um, So as it was not too far away from me, 
I, I drove with the car. I literally drove from Luxembourg to, to Germany every day. Um, but I, I actually ended up having a chance to be part of the club. And uh, so I was doing the PR and communication uh, internship for 10 weeks. Um, I got a lot of tasks which were not in my field of, of knowledge or skill set because I had to work on their website. And uh, yeah, my knowledge of, of programming and websites was nearly to zero. So uh, I, I I definitely had to step out of my comfort zone. But in the end, I was really happy because due to the fact that I was so small, I had the chance to look a bit everything. So I was within PR and communication, but I ended up doing uh, going to meetings with the manager in order to get more sponsors or see how uh, the agreement with a player was displayed, like calling the agent, then the agent talking to the to the player, the player talking to the coach. So I was able to schedule those meetings every time and, and, and be part of them. So I really had the chance to, to get to see a lot of, bit of everything that was going on in a, in a professional club, um, from going to the radio station and the news station, just to, to get across the message that we've got new players that we won, to literally writing press releases that would come on the website, sent to the newspapers so that they would speak about basketball. The process can be overwhelming as there are many options in such a big industry. Even when having an idea of the direction that you want to take, how do I begin? Therefore, you need to put in some quality time in the search. And Joe shares what she did. To be honest, all my internships that I have were through connections, um, even the ones that I have now. But uh, I think that for me, I knew the people that are already like you, you, you have that little network already, but that doesn't mean that you have to just stop there. So I also asked the people that I knew if they maybe know someone who is looking for an intern or if they know an organization that is currently working still through Corona at that point. But I mean, when I search, I also think of who do I already know? Who does that person knows? And would that person be able to help me to connect through? Oh, yeah. Does that connection help me to connect with a new person? So for me, I always think of that first and then I search on the internet. I obviously always said, okay, who I am, a quick message through how I, I reached out to them. So the first person, obviously I received the, the WhatsApp or the, the phone number through someone. So I firstly said, okay, this is why I reached out to that person. I received the phone number. Um, and I'm now reaching out because I'm interested in this and this and this. And then what I always do is that I say what I am capable of doing. So it's about selling yourself, I think. And it's not about just saying how good you are in everything you can do, but also admitting that in certain things you don't know as much and that you want to learn. I think that a lot of, or in my experience, every, everyone I talked about uh, in order to get an internship was interested in what I want to gain, what I want to gain through that internship. So I think it's not about just saying that you're passionate about the sport industry and you want to work within it, or that you can do this and this in a very good way and that you have experience in a way, but also admitting the fact that you don't know everything, but that you're eager to learn it. And with their help, you'll be able to develop new skill sets. I think that's really, really important. I mean, um, it's about setting yourself apart, right? So it's yeah. about you putting that extra step in, in order to show them that you really want this thing. Like I did, 
in order to set myself apart, I, I was part of courses that weren't part of the university. I volunteered in things where I could have gone in vacation or just do something else. But I was like, no, I really want to set myself apart because in the end it will pay off. Mm-hmm. And even like for the internship, like I admitted that I have weaknesses, even though everyone told me, don't do it. If you go into an interview, just tell them that you're good in everything. But if you tell them that you're good in everything, they already know that you're lying because they mm. they know that you're not. So I think that just showing your strength, but also your weaknesses makes a, a huge difference when, when showing off who you are. For our second years, now it's the time to be sending your applications. And for our first years, they are anxious to get to that stage and might be wanting to do some reaching out now. Daria has some advice. Even organizations like Virtuogen, which is a SaaS company and it's a big company with office in Amsterdam and in South America somewhere, even they don't plan six months ahead. So maybe, maybe it's not a good time to actually go for interviews right now, but it's a good time uh, while you're in your first year figuring out which subjects you like the most, because that was the question I was asking my um, interviewees, uh, which is your favorite subject? research it's yeah nobody answers that right <laughs> but it's, and then they all have to do research in the internships <laughs> it seems like such a almost lame question or almost like too basic but it shows a lot if you know what you like it means that you're probably going to strive that direction you know so figure out what's your favorite subject And it not per se has to be the one that you're doing the best at. Figure out which uh, industry you're most interested in because sports is so broad, you know. Or if you can't figure out the industry, then figure out the skills you want to learn. Start uh, understanding. And that's a very, very hard part, right? Start trying to figure out what you want, what you expect from the internship or where you want to go after ISPM. And that's going to help you Uh, filter out better the the organizations because it's the same like with getting married or selling something you only need one you only need one fiance or you only need one buyer right figuring out what you want seems very obvious but a lot of students when asked what is your area of interest still don't know what to say so preparation begins with oneself joe took their route i think thinking of what internship I want to do I started actually thinking of it very early just because there's so many options within the sport industry that I just wanted to have like a clearer vision of where I would see myself or also where I didn't have that much experience yet Um, but I have to admit that I'm also someone who plans very ahead of time and maybe sometimes that not that's not too good because sometimes a little room for spontaneousness is not too bad But I did plan in advance. I, I, I cannot tell you in, uh, like a, an amount of time, but I did start thinking of what I would like to do in advance. And also once we had classes that I was more interested in, obviously that also got my interest into a certain area or department within the sport industry or catch, catch the interest. So for me, first, I, it was really clear that I wanted to do something with like a professional club. Um, but it didn't necessarily need it to be tennis. I did also look at hockey clubs, ice hockey clubs, rugby clubs. And at first I think I wanted to go into team sports just to see that team sport aspect because I came from the individual sport. So I wanted to broaden my knowledge and my experience within another area. 
But Daria, you did mention something about research classes, or was it me? Point when they were saying, so then go and do it. I thought, okay, let me first research this thing once again. Thank you, research classes one, two, three, four, and all of the, <laughs> all of the above and the below. Um, they were great. I hated them while I was studying, but I love them right now. Um, gave a lot of a lot of uh, useful skills, but I went on researching it because I thought, okay, from my own experience, I see that almost every gym that I've worked at or with, uh, because I was working at the fitness well, I have been working in the fitness industry so far for six years. Um, I have seen the, the same um, script, the same scenario repeating. So there was a personal trainer or a coach or like ex-athlete that wants to become independent and wants to make more money and not be so dependent on the hourly wage. So he's like, all right, or she, all right, let me open a gym. Uh, okay, uh, how do you open a gym? You need some money, you need some investment. Uh, they get one of their richest clients invest 20, 30,000 euros and they open a location, right? What happens next? The investor is very much passive investor. He's just waiting for like five, 10 years to come around and for money to keep coming back. The coach or the ex-athlete has never been trained in the business disciplines, has never done ISPM study, has never um, actually had an experience, most likely leading people in HR and marketing. You know, he has spent most of his life in the gym which is great. You can be a great coach, but it doesn't mean that you will know how to run a business. That's not doesn't mean that you will know how to build a brand. So then I started digging into statistics from Europe. Uh, there is an organization, Europe Active, and Deloitte uh, is writing an amazing reports every year. Um, very, very, very specific, very useful information. So I started digging into them and looked uh, over the last 10 years. And I saw uh, the pattern that boutique, specifically boutique fitness studios, because that's the, the, the form that we were talking about, eight out of 10 fail within the first year, mm. nine out of 10 fail within the first five years. So it's terrible statistics. I mean, if you look at the startups, if you look outside of sports industry, that's the, the failing it most mostly happens either in the first year or in the first seven years. Mm. But the statistics were still horrible, right, for that. So that's when I thought, all right, I certainly can use what ISPM taught me. I have already experienced working as a coach. So I've, I've walked through those stages. I've been an employee. I've been a freelancer. I've managed the location. So it was like, all right, maybe um, let's try and create some sort of uh, structure, uh, right, as, as in specs. Uh, within which I could try and, and mentor and um, uh, help uh, them survive the first year or start off uh, and possibly also grow afterwards. Because another big threat is maybe you start off pretty well, um, but if you do not grow within the first two, three years, if you don't expand your services, if you don't open new locations, you're just going to die off because again the lifespan of those businesses what i've seen is between five and ten years and if that's not sustainable right because okay mm -hmm. five ten years and then you're over and then you start over again right yeah. so um yeah research daya also shared some other important tips particularly to strive in your cv and interview and uh when you're doing the interviews the, the another suggestion or when you're where 
you have an interview scheduled and you're going for one, A, research really, really well the organization. Really try and understand what they're doing, what, um, what environment they're operating in. Almost write a whole market analysis to know what the competitors are. Because if you're not prepared, well, from the interviews that I've done, trying to apply for jobs because I did at some point, um, and from the interviews that I have, uh, I have been sitting on the other side, it's almost 99% uh, chance that, that they're not even going to consider you for a second round if, if you don't even understand where you came hmm. to. You know? So that's very, very important. Uh, and uh, if you show some, yeah, if you just show the knowledge of the, of the industry, of the competitors, of, of the organization itself, of the vision of organization or of history, all of that already helps you um, helps you form a better conversation during the interview. Um, my personal trick, and this is a secret for ISPMers, and I hope nobody else takes that. <laughs> I joke, like I, I make jokes. It helps me to, to get rid of the stress and not yeah. have a shaky voice and, and not, you know, losing my breath mm. when I talk. And it, usually very much surprises the HR person because they don't expect somebody coming in and being totally relaxed and making jokes. Yeah. So be careful because sometimes that can go wrong, obviously, yeah. but if yeah. you can do it, I mean, it's, it's my personal, um, personal strategy for, for interviews. And I do the same when I'm interviewing somebody, I'm not being hundred percent serious. Um, but yeah, you, you can try, you know, it, it really helps if it's, uh, if it's made, if it's done well. Um, and uh, maybe another tip, now I'm, I'm going back in my head through the interviews that I, uh, I had with ISPM students with um, second years, like just a few months back. Um, practice answering questions. Hmm. Very, very simple. Practice giving an answer to the question, not talking, not continuing the conversation, not listen to the question and now start try to think of a very smart and good answer. Now, literally practice in daily life. And you can also do that with other SPMers if you are nerd enough to sit down and practice interviews. Practice answering, give an answer. It can be bad answer, it can be a good answer, it can be a vague answer, but try to give information. But in the end, you want to show the personality, you want to show that uh, you're a functioning and capable human that has uh, something like there's something going on in your brain, you know, and I'm sure that everyone that studies in ISPM uh, is absolutely capable of finding an internship and is going to be great and going to be a game changer in the industry. I'm, I'm absolutely sure of it. And once you get the internship, remember what it actually means to be an intern, as Joe explains. And that's that's what I think is the biggest difference between my year two and year three internship. It's just that I have the freedom of doing the work that I have to do the way I think is best, communicating things the way I think they should be communicated, um, and just bringing in my experiences from the, the field, but also the studies, into the office because we have people working here already for 20 years and you can just see that they adapt to the Essex style 
And I think that sometimes it's bringing in new wins and new ideas or new ways of, of communication or taking decision uh, is a good thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm really happy that I have the chance to have so many responsibilities, even though I'm still an intern. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that's the, the, the biggest difference. I think that sometimes I forget, I have to admit, sometimes I'm just so in the work. And as I am so part of the team, I'm like, oh, I have to do this. And yeah, I have to do that. But I cannot ask for help now because that was actually my my responsibility. So da, da, da. But from time to time, I have to admit, it's just the way when you're in meetings. For me, that's what makes the difference. As I am part of every meeting that we have as a team, I can just see how I don't know things yet. Like, I just know, okay, that's the way they do it. Okay, totally understand. And that's also the time I, I mostly ask my questions is during the team meetings, because that's when we all have time. That's when the time is set for questions, for updates, for for X and, 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 and Z. So sometimes I forget, but I try to do, <laughs> to do it as often as possible. But now just thinking, for example, of the project I have, which is to, to develop a, a shoe finder, um, and just like doing everything on my own. But I do still have like the help because I have to communicate with so many different departments of ASICS itself. I just know, I'm like, hey, uh, let's go to e-commerce. I need this and this and this. Could you just help me where I can find it? Or how do you get that information? Or for example, last time we got a really big deck of information about our consumer. I had no idea how we got that information. They just threw it at me. They're like, here are the informations, do whatever you need to do with them. And that was the moment where I'm like, hey, I have no idea. How do we gather that? How is the, which information are needed, which information are. So that's where I do tell them that I'm an intern and I'm just ask questions. I'm like, how do we gather them? Why don't we gather them? Why don't we gather them that way? And then again, you're in that discussion, right? So where you bring in your wind and, and they explain you how they do it. So Sometimes I forget, but then in, in, in some situations, I'm like, nah, I'm still an intern, so I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Mm. I think the first meetings I was in, I was just listening because there were so many terms that I didn't know from the class, but I've never seen them in like real life, right? So you hear the term assets and you hear the term, I don't know, but there were so many terms that I, that I heard already that I read, that I read the definition, but I had no idea how to use them. So that, and in the first meeting, I was literally just listening. I was like, assets, I know the word, but what are we doing with it? And then I, obviously, once you get comfortable with the people, you also allow yourself to just ask right away, right? So what do you mean with this? But I think that at the at the beginning, I was also a bit afraid to ask too much because I'm like, mm. ah, I did tell them that I'm like, I can teach myself that I'm really up yeah. to work. So at the beginning, I was a bit like, ah, should I ask that many questions? So every and as I worked like part time, I wasn't in the office very much. So I had to write an email or a message every time. And I always started with sorry for bothering or I'm so sorry, but I have another question. <laughs> and then at one point they just came up to me. They're like, Joe, we know you're an intern. If you have a question, just ask, just don't write an email. Just like call us when you see we live. Uh, or call us when you see we're online and we don't have a meeting and I'm like yeah but I don't want to ask too much and they're like you can't know everything like yeah. you need to learn yeah. that's why we told you you can just ask and I think once I had that click and once I I like also knew that I could just ask the stupidest question because mm. you cannot know everything mm -mm. that's when I like felt comfortable and and just also now if I just need something I'll just like 
quickly turn and be like, hey, where can I find this? Instead of just trying to find it for an hour, yeah. use a whole hour of my work yeah. trying to find it, if they can just tell me where it is in like two seconds. Well, I hope you enjoyed this extensive insight into internship. Thank you so much, Joe and Daya, for participating. And I'm really sorry for the long way to have this episode, but it is finally out. Until the next one. Cheers. <laughs>